Ooh, you are listening to Keith Price's Curtain Call. Icarus was not an achiever. Always resented what his father could do. Was sick and tired of the hullabaloo. When would he ever make his mark? Icarus was not a believer. His father trusted him and took it for granted That he would turn out to be just as enchanted mm. That all he needed was Listen some help getting some jazzy all. overtones there This is Keith Price for The Curtain Call And guess what? I have a special guest The King has made an appearance at The Curtain Call I feel like Jose has been with me in every one of my incarnations <laughs> So this is just <laughs> this is just the next level that we're going on, and it's great because yes, ladies and gentlemen, Jose Lana is here with me. How you doing, Jose? Hi, Keith. Thanks for having me. Are you kidding? You hear that? Listen, listen. He's getting all jazzy underneath the. <laughs> oh, well, that song is entitled Icarus, and it's from Jose Lana's new latest. As we, we do the Caramel hands nice. for you, yes. his new. CD entitled Altitude. First yes. of all, CD, because that's what I'm holding in my hand. <laughs> I'm so old school. Right? <laughs> exactly. It was the last time people actually bought the actual CD. I'm like, Which, I'm now I'm telling my friends that it's going to be on download soon. You can download exactly, it Exactly. You can download yeah. it soon. And Jose Lana, this is like your first big foray into your American. own personal recording. Yeah. So... It's entitled Altitude, so it's all about getting high, mm-hmm. so to speak. So to speak, so to speak. You know how people are. All right. And again, you sound fabulous. Thank you. This is how... It was a labor of love. I love it. How that. cool is this? It's fantastic. And when it's, you, I'm like holding the CD and I'm talking to Jose Lana, and I'm looking at you looking at yourself in this <laughs> thing, and I'm thinking, how freaky is that that people are now walking around with you like that? It's 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 actually quite overwhelming and intimidating, and it's 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 kind of the opposite of what I tend to be like in terms of, of a performer. I think I'm a great theater actor, and mm-hmm. I love to promote my shows and the story I'm telling. It's different when you're promoting an album because it's so personal. It's um, I feel like I'm pr- I'm promoting me on a CD in 13 tracks, and, and it's, it's very personal. Man, but yeah. this is great, Jose Lano. Look at you know I have to keep saying it because again, I get this lucky privilege every now and then to run into Jose like on the street. You know, <laughs> we'll just pass each other or and, theater. We see lots. Oh, of we theater. see the theater. Yes. yes, we do that. And again, you are celebrating 20 years of being in the theater. Yeah. When you look, think about it. And it started right. basically with The King and I, didn't it? Yes, it did. I was and a freshman we... in college when I got The King and I in 96. Wow. Yeah. And now he's, you know, finishing up his run as The King now here in New York, and he's moving on to bigger and better things, which includes this new CD. Yes. How how timely is this for you to be able to have not only the platform of, of The King and I to be mm-hmm. Jose Lana, the artist, the actor, and then at the same time you have... Jose Lana, the singing artist, giving you personal fabulousness all it's, at once. It's been a very profound year because of because of all the things that have been happening just this year. And I think it all started with uh, uh, the American Songbook Series concert last year. Right. Uh, they came to me I, out of the blue, and, and uh, it was a beautiful honor. And the concert I put together that night uh, was pretty much a retrospective of, of the 19 years up to that point. Um, and it was uh, very sentimental and, and, and a lot of fun. And little did I know, because that concert that night was the first preview of the King and I across the street. 
Wow. Little did I know that that five six months later, I five months later, I'd be going into this into the show, and so as after the the success of the concert, um, I had the idea to to put the put the music down on an album. So the, the the album is very much inspired from the best music from that concert, from the Songbook Series concert, and then we added the King and I puzzlement to show. Yeah. Because that, that me going back into the King and I is kind of like a, a great kind of footnote to the to the to the first twenty. Well, but going back into the King and I yeah. in the lead role, yeah, how cool is that? It though? was overwhelming. Um, wow! And to go into such a great production as as Barton at Lincoln Center, it's it's Amazing. it's really great. And opposite Kelly last year too, it was fantastic. This is great, Jose Lana with us here on Keith Price's Curtain Call, and we're talking about well, just him, but also this new. CD that he's got that's going to drop, as the kids say, <laughs> um, entitled Altitude. So this is a personal experience from the concert. So yes, th- at, that means that all of these songs, basically, you there were songs that didn't make the cut that had mm-hmm. a, I, I want to say, a little less intensity for you as opposed to these that clearly have, yeah. they touch you. Because, like, for example, like Chip's Lament, yeah. you know, that's, that's where many my, people... Yeah might have discovered you really for the exactly. first time in 25th it was a 25th annual c- county Putnam, Putnam County, County spelling, spelling bee exactly with William Finn yes it wow. was that was a, that was an amazing amazing 3 years of my life to do that show and um i think up to that point i'd only been doing kind of like young leading man mm-hmm. singing roles and to do comedy for the first time and be paid for it and 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 be a little silly and um that company is still some of my closest friends in the industry with Celia Kinnebulger and yeah. Jesse Tyler Ferguson and Lisa Howard and it's just a lot of great people and and we all we just had our ten year anniversary last yes. year yes and we got silly together again and I think we're all going to be celebrating Jesse Tyler Ferguson's opening fully committed soon too wow so it's a family and so I think there's no way I could have done any kind of retrospective album without including a little bit of Chip Tolentino in there. <laughs> um, and uh, I always jump at any chance to sing about my erection, so that's that's easily done. So, <laughs> and now you know why I love Jose Lana. Hey, yeah, yeah, he can there sing and go. act, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about his new new music that's hitting. Uh, you can pre-order it now on all the places that you can get your music. Um, you can. Uh, Go to joselana.com mm-hmm. and find out where you can probably get something downloaded especially for you. Because yes. we were just <clears throat> lamenting the fact that, you know, for I guess because I'm older than you. So this the CD thing to me is like albums for my parents. Mm-hmm. And now everybody's downloading and putting it in their pods. Which is this. sad, you know, because I remember having this, you know, my CD collection. Yeah. Like and you could it's some, it was something palpable you could look at and organize. And, and now everything's on your laptop. And I missed the physical act of actually opening up a CD case and looking through liner notes. Did you see how excited I got when when your publicist handed me the CD? I'm like, ooh, yeah. the hard disk, yes. Because do you remember the last time you bought a new CD and actually was able to flip? Because I, I I have a hard time thinking about the that. Because like now, like you know, you buy the the next Beyonce CD. Like of course, yeah, you just sort of download it and you because you want to listen to it now as opposed to trying to go out and buy a CD. Which, by the way, yeah. you know what? Let's let's take a side note here. The Beyonce and the Beehive. I know people are going to hate me, but I'm kind of like I was sitting in a restaurant just a little while ago with another Broadway personality. We were just uh-huh. hanging out, and they were playing Deja Vu Beyonce, right. and I was like having this moment. I was like, "Whatever happened to that Beyonce?" And I'm like, <laughs> "How old have I become now?" But side note. Anyway, side note, but side note, side but note. yes, but the beautiful part about being able to touch this now 
is that you get to not only you get a, a little bit extra Jose to go, but um, <laughs> but it's it's wonderful because it's sort of like this for you is like a physical representation of the twenty years of your work. Yeah, yeah, and I I I, I thought about exactly what you just said at, while while we were putting it together, and my musical director Kimberly Grigsby and and my the album producer my album producer Michael Croyder. Um, it was really important for me to, to know that, and she kept saying it while we were recording too. She's like, "Get it right, because you're gonna have to live with this forever." <laughs> you know, it's like, and, you know, as a theater actor, you you pride yourself in the and and you 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 kind of sleep better night knowing if if I mess up a little bit today, I can do it again tomorrow. Like I and, will not make that mistake again tomorrow. You know, and I mean, as a theater actor, that I I pride myself in and that performances aren't always perfect, and you can always go back and and, and mm-hmm. improve the next day. But with albums, it's like. We got to get this right. You have to get it right. And it starts with the selections of, of, of the music. You know, so we had 13 tracks. I wanted to be 13 tracks. And there were there were like seven or eight or nine tracks that I'm sure were going to be on there. And it was like those last four was like, was, was I was losing sleep because mm-hmm. I wanted the 13 to be real representative of, of a lot of different things. And I think we really, we, we narrowed it down to the 13 I really wanted to do. Well, it's great because on the, the CD, Altitude, by Jose Lana, the last song is A Perfect Hand, which is a song from um, Here Lies Love. Here Lies Love, which yeah. was one of the, the last times before The King and I that I got to see you. Yeah. And... Um, First of all, let's go back to those blue shorts. I'm, just, I'm gonna complete, you know, it's so funny. I'm just gonna objectify you this whole interview. That's what it's about. Get a CD, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's but it's I'm gonna objectify because I got a small room and my partner's not with us. So <laughs> he's he's not here. So, the, but but again, that was that that was one of those pieces. Like here lies love. If you if you mm-hmm. want to go back and catch another piece of of. Um, you getting to do something that was personal. So personal. That show was a personal show oh for you. Oh, my God, yeah. Playing <laughs> Ferdinand Marcos. The dictator who made my family leave our country. Wow. To come to the United States, you know. I mean, I think Here Love will always be, for me, it, it, it became a bit of a pinnacle of, of the latter part of my career. It's mm-hmm. like it was, it was so powerfully important, not only uh, professionally, mm-hmm. um, my, to, but to my family and I've never been so connected to the the creation of a piece like David Byrne and and Alex Timbers and Oscar Eustace with the Public Theater, mm-hmm. and then we went to Mass Mocha with it at Williamstown Theater Festival. Um, Ruthie and Miles and I were there from the very first workshops through every wow. every incarnation, and and to be able to feel like you've had a a real personal stake and and and. The creative team was so open to, especially because I was Filipino and mm-hmm. and pretty my, much half the cast, right? Right, most almost all the cast, almost wow. almost the entire cast. Um, Which again is something that you know yeah. we're talking about doesn't happen very doesn't often. doesn't happen very often, and 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 so when you it's that perfect storm, and and you know I've I've worked long enough to to have the perspective to be like, wow, this doesn't happen that often. Because there were some young kids in the cast who they were like, wow, this is amazing. Like, <laughs> the whole city's talking about us, and you know people are scalping tickets. I'm like, this never happens, you know, and. To have the appreciation of that while it was happening, yeah, um, and and to know that it's with a show that you believe in, that you think is good, because sometimes that happens, and you're and you're not in a show that you necessarily enjoy or mm-hmm. think is is important. Everything was 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 the right situation with that the show. The perfect storm. Yeah, yeah and. Um, and again, another close family, and you get a, a bunch of Filipinos in a room together. It's going to be a family, and a lot of food, and a lot of rice, and a lot of spicy, uh, sorry, salty meats, and so all of those things you need to stay away yeah, from. Yeah, because he was wearing blue shorts. Okay, because it's about these blue shorts for him, honey. He's given all of that. You can't be feeling that car beforehand. 
<laughs> so there are two songs from that show and on yes. the album, and it's my, it's the signature song for that I sang as Marcos, and then I'm also singing uh, Aquino's big song. Oh, that's right, yeah. uh, a child of the And that's where Ruthie comes to sing with me on the album, Ruthie wow. and Miles. Tony Award winner. Tony Award winner. Tasha Harris. You know, since Harris left, she went and picked up, picked up a Tony. <laughs> picked you up know? a Tony. She's, she's found time for you, right. didn't she? And she's my wife again. I can't, we can't Isn't seem to work in New York without being married. So. That's amazing. We seen, I think we have a little bit of chemistry together, Ruthie and Miles and I. Swear. Well, I mean, at this point now, it's sort of like when she's ready to leave, That's I feel the two of you need to go off and do like, you know, we've got fresh off the boat. We don't have something. We right? don't have a Filipino experience on TV. So right? let's put, let's make that happen. Let's do that. And then we can, we can sing something together too. Like have like a, like a cabaret act or something like on TV. Or like something. Glee meets <laughs> fresh off the boat. Fresh off the boat meets crazy ex-girlfriend. <laughs> yes. just, oh my God. Jose Lana is here with me. <laughs> on the curtain call, and we're talking about his new CD, Altitude, in which you are taking us now on your 20-year musical journey, mm-hmm. as well as um, some peeks into some um, uh, uh, composers that I'm not familiar with. Yeah, which I think There's is some new and, and I needed, We wanted. To, I wanted to make sure that it wasn't just you know Rogers and Hammerstein and. And, and and well, there's some there's some, some Bernstein Sondheim, in there. There's some Sondheim in there. I mean, but this is great. Like, there's a bra- a very brand new song in there from an, from a new musical that I workshopped uh, about two years ago. Uh, uh, Anne Marie Malato was is mm-hmm. a amazing. She's also she's a vocal vocal uh, arranger and she's also a composer. Um, and she uh, did an adaptation of this short film called Pretty Dead Girl. And David Henry Wong wrote the book for it, and we did okay. a workshop of it t- two years ago. And it's just beautiful music. It's all, all pop music, and I just wanted to sing one of the songs from there. So, and Kim Grigsby also pointed out that she is the lone female composer on my album, which is I felt I at least have one female composer on the album as a as a card carrying feminist. I need to. I, can't, I cannot be a just completely male composer. A sausage album. fest on yeah. Jose Lana's new CD, Altitude. You had to bring in some estrogen. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I, I have to respect that. I mean, this right. is the year. Like this is the year of like. The fact that Waitresses has this entire female creative team mm-hmm. and, and, uh, and eclipsed and, and, entire female exactly. and women and of African color. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I have to acknowledge and you have to go, oh, and I can, because Kim pointed out, she's like, yeah, all your, she's like, they're all great, but they're all men. I'm like, oh, oh. Well, but you know what, though? Do you feel like at some point there's a lot of pressure for that now? I mean, because we're in in this this season, especially we were talking one of the times I ran into you about mm-hmm. how this season has just proven the diversity is exploding all mm-hmm. over all over Broadway. At least there's like all kinds of people are being represented right. in a musical or a play on this main stage of the world, and it's such a unique thing to see happening yeah. and to see them all doing very well. That's the other and thing. And that's the key. Exactly. You know? They're all doing well. And you were in this mix, this milieu. Mm-hmm. And like, did you feel that pressure? Like, you know, you're just well, putting a woman on your CD? Did you? I, I mean, I always feel that pressure. You yeah. know, and I think I, because I'm someone who I think, you know, sometimes I get in trouble with, uh, on social media because I, I'm very vocal about how I feel about uh, diversity and mm-hmm. LGBT rights and um, just because I'm I'm a person of color who happens to also mm-hmm. be LGBTQ and um, and so I, I I hope to live by example if I whenever I can if I'm cre- making a creative choice right. um, I I do look at this because you have to as a piece of art too you want to look at look at it as an album of thirteen tracks it's like you know I would never do an album of just like you know thirteen uh, similar songs you know right. and I think just different perspectives are important that way um, to, to go beyond that though like I think. 
the current season is such an example of how it's because of years of people making those choices. We have a season like this season, right? You know what I mean. And and I've been working in in this in this community for twenty years, where I know I I remember specifically it wasn't this easy twenty years ago. No, you know when I moved to New York as a as a as an eighteen year old and I would go to auditions, I read that all are encouraged to audition and I would go there and they go, no, nope, thank you. And like right away, not without even opening my, my, my binder to sing, they're like, except you. We only wrote that because it's legal. Um, so that explains why the folks at Hamilton got in so much trouble exactly. recently. They're like, don't even show up, white people. Being... <laughs> don't show up. It's just, yeah. And it, it, we it, don't it, need you. But like for once, for once, it's finally that the tables are kind of turned. Right. You know, and I think... You know, I was actually sitting at Pearl Studios a couple weeks ago, you know, that one of the audition mm-hmm. studios. And, uh, you know, I, being the old man that I am, sometimes <laughs> I, I, I find myself in a wave of, like, these freshly graduated musical theater majors. You know, like... Their, their books are perfect. Oh, my God, they're all booked. They're all, the, all, the, they're all dressed quasi-identically. And, and the men are all in, like, these khakis and button-ups. And, and, I mean, God bless them. I'm sure they're all very, very talented. But I overheard there was, like, a gaggle of, like four Caucasian guys mm-hmm. and and I think one black I think he was African American one, one black guy and, and they were all talking about Hamilton and the four guys and it was this kind of like this young millennial kind of entitlement kind of thing mm-hmm. they were like they're not even millennials what, what are they now like the, the 21 year olds they're, they're generation just they're pains Z's. in the ass. that's what they are generation pain in my ass but they're like the, the four of them were talking they're like why can't we audition for Hamilton and they're like you can they're like oh, yeah whatever they're not going to consider us for any of the lead roles mm-hmm. I'm like welcome to my life like that's like oh that's the reality that I live in like I know that if a new show comes to Broadway especially if it's a, a original piece or something very unlikely unless the part was written for an Asian American or Latino American would I be considered for it right you know and I I, I instinctively go and look at the supporting characters because right. if the director is going to maybe go to non-traditional they'll go that route wow. as opposed to the leading man role and that's just how I've been Conditioned. programmed. Do you know what I mean? And I think with Hamilton, it's such the switcheroo now. People are like, but the, the best parts are the, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I know the best parts are yeah. always the lead parts. And yeah. that one show. Mm, that one that show. That one show. Right. And y'all getting y'all panties in a twist. Exactly. Except but it's just we can't audition. At no. least, But at least the conversation's happening. Well, the conversation yeah. is happening, but it's so funny because, again, Jose Lana with me here on the Curtain Call, you know, as you walk through this mire of trying to be seen as the singer, and mm-hmm. this, like I, I always hold up, I'm holding it up to him <laughs> so that he knows that I'm all into it and with him. But like you know, but but for those who are listening, like this is an opportunity for people to see you and hear you yeah. differently than they would if they did come to see the King and right. I, or if they did see you in the 25th annual um, Putnam Spelling Putnam Grammar Spelling. It's a mouthful B. there. Be back. <laughs> you know, William Finn show. Um, and and at the same time, it's like, but you, how hard do you have to work to get people to know that this is a part of you too? Right. You know, mm-hmm. I I've been very lucky. You know, and I think when I look at the CD and I look at when I was looking at at my career for the past twenty years, um, in terms of diversity, um, I I've, I've had some of the Asian shows. I've had mm-hmm. the King and I. I've had Flower Drum Song, mm-hmm. and but I've also had the opportunity to do shows where. Ethnicity wasn't necessarily written into the part until I got into the room. Like right. Spelling Bee, I think they were possibly going to have, they were looking for maybe 
the, my character wasn't named yet. Like it was Trip Barrington, I think, out of town, and they mm-hmm. took it up there. And then when I walked into the room, they were like, "Oh, you know." And then I named him Chip Tolentino. So like when you when you when you bring someone in, and then you 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 like the talent, and then whatever that ethnicity happens to be, it, that's where it's powerful. Like I helped to create that part, and Chip Tolentino is, is forever Filipino now because exactly. of exactly you know, and and they, with Adam Gettle's piece, Saturn Returns. Mm-hmm. They didn't even see color. They they wanted six singers who could sing the Adam's music the way that they wanted it to sound, and so they had this rainbow tribe. It was me and Vivian Sherry, Terry McCarthy, Bob Stillman, and Lawrence Clayton and Annie Golden, like six of the most different looking and sounding people you could find. I can't imagine and, and that Annie Golden. Come oh on. my gosh! And so like that that and so the fact that I worked with Adam and Tina Landau and mm-hmm. Ted Sperling at the Public Theater. In 1998, with Saturn Returns, so young in my career, I was two years working. Yeah, um, it opened my eyes to the art that was possible with that kind of music and that kind of care in, in in storytelling. And I was really blessed by that. And I think I always go back to that. And that's why I think a lot of the album, the album opens with that. The well, album opens, and that's where the title comes from. Is Altitude is from a lyric from Icarus. So. Look at that, Ugh. Jose Lana. <laughs> Talking about his new CD, Altitude, and, and you know, little life on the stage and life as an actor, life as being out. Mm-hmm. We've talked about that before, about how, you know, as you were talking about being in this room with these these <laughs> entitled Gen X pain in my asses, because <laughs> I'll say it, because they do get on my nerves I think sometimes. they're Gen Z. I mean, Gen Z. You know, you know what? what I'm saying? They're like, We're, yeah, because I'm, I'm Gen X. You're Gen X? I'm, I'm, I'm 40 this year, so I'm Gen X. I don't know where And I the am. millennials are Gen Y, so I think they're Gen Z. Man. Whatever the hell that means. Whatever that is. Yeah. But again, pains in my ass. Right. Because you know what? A lot of the things that you're enjoying, and this is now I'm starting to understand what like some of the people in my parents' generation are saying. It's like there's a lot of things that we're enjoying now mm-hmm. because of the work of people Com- before us. Completely. And the problem that I have with this generation of kids, and I don't know why we're, I'm talking about it because this is all about you, <laughs> Jose Lana Altitude. JoseLana.com. Um, the problem that I have is that they just have no sense of appreciation. Completely. Like, you know, these young little queens now, it's like mm-hmm. there's a point sometimes when I look at them and I think, you really don't even know how cute it is for you right now. Right. Like, you don't know how right. many people have had to put up with a lot of crap to watch you sashay down the street in your little mini suit. And there's a reason why that that's exactly why we have uh, Black History Month. Mm-hmm. And there's a reason why... Um, I think we should start having at least something to acknowledge LGBT history because I, I came out at a time 20 years ago where I was so eager to understand what I was coming out to that mm-hmm. I went and, and, and researched and, and read as much as I could. Now, God bless them. They're empowered. Great. Yeah. And they live happy lives. But like the lack of understanding of the, of the gay history uh, and the people that sacrifice so much so that they could have the freedoms that mm-hmm. they have, that we can, that we can have. Um, troubles me sometimes, and yeah. I really wish that they would actually. Some I think do, some public schools, hopefully, they, history books are beginning to write LGBT history into them now. And Unless so, you live in Texas, it's or yeah, anywhere <clears throat> in the so, yeah. <laughs> so that, yeah, but that, but that's part of the but like it's part of the, for example, like if I had recorded a similar this album say 15 years ago and I was just beginning my career, I would never have dedicated one of the tracks to my partner. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, and he he and I have been together now for 10 years, and. Um, the, the the two really personal touches in the album are the two songs that I dedicated one one to him and one to my niece and nephew. And so I needed that really that was the only thing I let myself be very, very kind of like 
it's it's a little piece of my heart in, in that album, right? You know, it's because I want it's forever. Exactly. <laughs> but that's impo- but that's from the LGBT perspective. I right. I don't think I would have done that professionally fifteen yeah. years ago. But it's so much. It's such a personal album that I couldn't not do that. Well, the tide has has certainly changed. And the good thing about you, Jose, and I love to say this about you whenever you know me and my partner at home playing. Um, Broadway cast show. That's what we always do. It's like, you know, we'll be walking around all of a sudden we'll go, oh my God, this is it. And we'll start throwing out names and your name gets thrown out like, you're like one every four with us for whatever whatever show it is that's happening. We're like God one bless. every four. Jose Lana would be really good. God bless. Um, your lips to every casting director's exactly. ears. Right? <laughs> he always goes, why don't you just call Daryl Roth? I was like, I don't know her that well. Um, but, but for you, like you were in the zone. I almost lost my thought there because I was so busy being ridiculous. But you, you are that person that I think of when these moments happen. And then, like you know, you're saying that you're dedicating things to your nephew and niece. It's like that means you must be a really fabulous uncle. Oh, um, I hope so. I think so. I was just like sitting there thinking, oh my god, gay uncle. <laughs> Living in New York City, headlining on the big Broadway, <laughs> there are at least five cute trips a season, and not to mention the breakfast, I mean, uh, um, the birthdays and the holidays. Forget about it. Oh, forget about you it. Have, you lose your mind. I do. There, and and my, my, my sister, and first of all, my sister, who is my older sister, she, she was my best friend, continues to be one of my best friends, and my idol for my whole life. She, my niece, who is six, and my nephew, who is three, are have be, are as quasi clones of my sister and me, and every time I Skype with them, I just Skype with them last night. I I apologize profusely to my sister because he's just he's a lot of he's like this Tasmanian devil energy <laughs> that I was exactly like when I was his age, and my niece is like this kind of very, she's a very scholastic, very thoughtful, precise little girl like my sister is, mm-hmm. and and I just know this kid's gonna like he's like this swirling dervish running around the room. So. And there's a, there's two ways he can go. He's go two ways he can go. Uncle's route, or he could, you know, right. sitting here talking to somebody later on in his life about his new CD. <laughs> Jose Lana is God altitude, JoseLana.com. Um, or he's going to be a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> at least we'll know how to. At least I know how to lock him up. Exactly. Yeah. Oh my God, Jose, this is great. I mean, thank you. The idea that I one sitting here getting to talk to you is just beyond thrilling for me. Just because I do enjoy you and adore you as the person, and then I feel like this has been one of those. This this job has been an experience for me to get to at least have a little bit more of you than thank let's say you, the average schmo walking down the street, <laughs> but. Again, for you, this is an exciting time. You know there's going to be a big uh, party. You're doing an um, opening, CD opening at yes, we Joe's are Pub. Joe's Pub, May, Monday, May 16th, which is going to be a couple of days after the album drops on, on Friday, May 13th. See? Friday the 13th. Friday it's kind of creepy, right? No, it's uh, lucky. That's <laughs> lucky. Good. We're going to make it lucky. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to do the whole album on, on the, on the con- at, the, at Joe's Pub. Wow. And Ruthie is going to be there. And, and I've, I've actually... Uh, I gathered the exact same band that that did the songbook concert a year ago, mm-hmm. and um, they're also all on the album. And we're going to bring everyone back. So, so look at that! It's gonna be a great concert. It's, and it's going to be at Joe's Pub, which is um, in at the Public Theater, which is where half the seat, half the the shows that that, that I, I, I did were are, were from the public. And yeah, because that's where I saw Here Lies Love. Yeah, and it's where Saturn Returns was in the same room. Oh, fifteen wow. years ago. Fifteen. Hold on, eighteen years ago. So I mean, the, the public theater has a lot of sentimental sentimental uh, connection for me. Um, it was also where I, it was my first job after the '96 King and I I did on the town 
at, at, at Shakespeare in the Park at, at the Delacorte. Oh, wow. George Wolfe dur- cast me in that with, with Jesse, Tyler, Jesse Fer- Tyler Ferguson. And Robert Montano, yeah. Oh, my God. And, and, and uh, Leah Delaria. So that was, that was my first job that wasn't The King and I in 97. Uh-huh. And we did that at the public and we rehearsed it. And um, I did it. I, that's why A Lonely Town is on, is on the album mm-hmm. there from On the Town. Um, I didn't go with it to Broadway. I was going to ask. I, yeah. thought, I was like, did I miss? No, no, no. Because no. like, by that point, I was in Rent. Um, I, mm-hmm. I moved on to Rent. But it was also a very kind of like, it was a big wake-up call for me because I was so this big-headed, spoiled kind of like, oh, I auditioned for every show. And and, mm-hmm. and, and I, I got the king and I, I get on the town. And I did Street Corner Symphony and now I'm going to be in Rent. <laughs> I was like this. You were feeling I yourself. I was feeling, I was mm. 20 years old and kind of. <laughs> and... Uh, and when they decided to go to Broadway and not take me with them, it was so, to me at the time, I was so like, I'm humiliated and I can't believe this is happening. And I've never, it's never, you know, it's like no one will ever hire me again. And because when you're 20 years old, you, you, you feel that. Because you, it, yeah. it, it was horrible. It was, yeah. it was terrible. Uh, but, but they failed. That's okay. Um, <laughs> um, no, but my point They didn't is, even do a cast recording. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Boom. All right. But it was, it was a great experience for me as a young actor to sort of, form that skin that that you need and 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 now you know 15 16 years later i understand the process of because i've workshopped so many shows where they didn't use me down the road or mm-hmm. i was or or they used someone in like three workshops and then i was the person that ended up taking it to broadway do you know what i mean yeah. so it's a part of the industry it's a part of the biz um i still love on the town and i still love the song and no one could take away the memory of singing that music in central park when i was 20 right. years old it was unbelievable. Wow. Jose Lana with me here on Keith Price's Curtain Call talking about his CD, Altitude, dropping May 13th. If you happen to be in New York, May 16th, you can see the big concert at Joe's Pub where he will be doing this live and giving it to you as he does. It's so funny. You, you were talking about the whole on the town experience and how old you were at the time. You were 20. Mm-hmm. You know, you just told me you just turned 40, right? I turned 40 in two weeks. In two weeks? Wow. Yeah. Well, welcome to the club. Thank I'm, you. I'll be soon exiting. This was the <laughs> Oh! It's like, the good thing for both of us, we kind of don't look it. So, right. you know, well, I'm you feeling know, my 40-something. Us in, of the darker complexion you know, tends to, tend to, like, You know, it just makes them better. jealous. <laughs> they just get jealous when they hear that. Don't y'all chat. <laughs> y'all get jealous. Um... <laughs> So, so, you know, at at this stage now, you're looking at 20 years in this business. You're now approaching, you know, 40. Mm -hmm. And you're looking back and you're talking about that 20-year-old kid, like, losing it and having that moment about they're not taking me. It's like when you look at him now, that that same kid, like, what's the advice that you'd give to him at this point now? Relax. I was so... I mean, I still do. I was so stressed out about what people thought of me, and 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 uh, and I felt like there was so much pressure to get the next job, and to it was like this. I always had to keep this like balloon up in the air, and like mm-hmm. if I didn't, if I let it even touch the floor, my career would be over. And um, I didn't have the the perspective to, to know that this industry kind of refreshes itself every couple of months and every couple of years. It's like you, you. I would tell him, him to just relax and trust it, and and try to enjoy himself a little bit more. Because I think I spent the greater part of my early part of my twenties stressed out that I yeah. wasn't doing what I was supposed to be doing, as opposed to rather than just enjoying where I was. You know what I mean? And I was doing good stuff, and I think 
that's also the ingrained in my like the Asian American upbringing of you know if you're not doing if you're not the mm-hmm. best and you're not getting straight A's and then you're failing right. you you're know failing. and um, I think uh, you know I I've, I've been so fortunate to, to do what I've done these past twenty years and to work with the people that I've worked with and um, I'm just really excited to see what's next because because now that I've done this look back of these twenty. Um, it makes me even more excited to see what the next mm. is going to be. And, and, gonna be good, and I'm not even sure. I think I can talk about it because I, I mean, I'm going to be going to Williamstown again this summer to do to work on a new musical. So it's going to be really exciting. Really? Yes. Really? It's, it's a great piece, and it's really timely, and it's and it's about um, a current event that's really specific. And mm. yeah, and and so that's I'm, ex- I'm excited. I'm excited. Musical. Musical. Mm. See that? You see? You see how Jose does you? He just gives you all of that, and then he's gonna walk away. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Jose Lana! Thanks a lot for coming and hanging Thank out. Thank you with for me. having this me. This is great. It's always so fun to talk to you, buddy. You are you're you're incredible, and I think you know the next twenty years will be interesting. So we'll you're start you're starting your next phase because I I was taught a long time ago that it seems like at 40 mm-hmm. that's when you start having like big life changes mm. like for me turning 40 was a little stressful mm. um and it, you know but it was an interesting lesson of life that I got to learn in that period and Good. so now for you you're you're stepping out of this you are finishing up your time as a leading man you are about to drop a CD mm-hmm. and you're about to start a new musical yeah how blessed are you? Very blessed. And I've got an f- awesome partner and a beautiful family, and, and I'm pretty healthy. So that's all good. That's all it's good. It's all good. So if you want to get more, Jose. <laughs> I have to say it like that. He's just a Jose. Jose. <laughs> if you want more, Jose Lana, you can go to joselana.com. That's L L A N A. And find out more about everything that he's doing, including the new music, including the new show, including what he's doing now on stage until he leaves, um, and where you can get his new music, Altitude, which, again, fans of Jose Lana will already line up to get this. But I hope that if you're not a fan of Jose Lana's and this is your first time meeting him or hearing about him, that you will give this a listen because I think you'll enjoy him. I Hope you know so. I've enjoyed him and this was before the blue shorts. <laughs> I was already on the Jose Lana bandwagon. So the, I think the blue shorts sealed it for me with him. <laughs> but you know sealed it with a lot of people. Sealed it with like, hey, yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. Working your angle. But again, you know, Jose Lana, you're a doll. And Thank you. this is this is um a really great feat, and I'm really glad that you came and shared some of this with me Thanks, and dude. to the folks that are listening to the curtain call. So again, Jose Lana, L-L-A-N-A dot com. Go to the King and I dot com. Is it something like that? King and yeah. I King and I Broadway. Uh, LCT dot org. Or LCT dot org. Um and Stay in touch, man. This is really Thanks great. So I hope that you go out and listen. So what do you think we should close with? You know, I gave everybody a little of Icarus when we were coming in. Mm-hmm. But what should we go out with? I don't know either. Hero and Leander. Hero and Leander. I love Hero and Leander. That's my favorite track on the album, I think. Mm. Yeah. From Saturn Returns, the concert. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to go out with just a little of Hero and Leander. And, you know... Again, maybe if you if you act real nice, I'll give you a little Chip's Lament somewhere yes. along the way. But again, thank you so much, Jose, for hanging out with me. Thanks, Keith. This is great. And we'll be back. Could I be Leander on a wave am I born? Born to a new home across this lonely sea. 
Could you be my hero? Heart of fire, my lighthouse on the shoreline. Could you be that to me?